Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Marcus, and I support Gen X Grown Up through Patreon. You can too by visiting patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel, website, and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listeners, to this episode 130 of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I am John. Joining me as always is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? You know that Mo is here. Hey, everybody. In this episode, we review a new Disney Plus series featuring Marvel's second best known gamma ray irradiated superhero, see if Lego's expensive Atari 2600 set is all it's stacked up to be, and play a new <laughs> thank you, and play a new game where you must master 18 holes of putt-putt golf in order to save your mortal soul. Mo looked on screen like he looked over and read a script that told him to laugh at that moment. <laughs> he like looked to the left and went, ha 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 ha. In parentheses, it says, laugh at dumb pun here. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the applause sign in the studio right. audience. Ha ha ha, very funny. Yes. Hey, of those topics and many more coming up in this episode of the show. First, though, it is time to jump into some fourth list email you know there's the three of us there's myself there's mo and george we know we'll listen that's three if anybody else does that's our fourth listener i'm not sure we should keep saying that as a guarantee that all three of us will listen i, I don't i don't have your listenership you're not i'm just no saying guarantee for me i could be swayed <laughs> one way or the other okay in my world i'm gonna believe that the three of us will listen i'm gonna pretend that's true <laughs> that's fair okay thank you mo's like i've never heard it what's it like <laughs> it was a podcast <laughs> <laughs> the fourth listener this episode is one of our uh, patrons who wrote us via Ooh. Patreon, Anna Maria. Hey there, Anna Maria. She dropped us a line shortly after our fourth listener episode about the Star Wars backtrack aired. And oh, okay. here's what Anna Maria had to say. She starts off with Star Wars, five exclamation points. Awesome. <laughs> Good start. Just listen to the fourth listener feedback and noticed no women wrote in, or you just didn't have time to read any. We didn't have any submitted until <laughs> just, now. Maria, just be so. careful how you answer that question. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I don't want to get canceled. We don't want to get in any trouble. <laughs> I'm not assuming anyone's gender, but no, I don't recall any women wrote in. I'll say that. Uh, we didn't, it didn't exclude them, just not a lot of writers. But Anna Maria has fixed that in this case. So she's <laughs> written in about Star Wars and about our Star Wars backtrack. And she says, I was and still am a hardcore fanboy. Star Wars came out when I was 11. I lived in Arizona and it was so hot in the summer. I spent May and June every day I was allowed in the theater watching and rewatching <laughs> this amazing life-changing film. 
That's yep. got to be like Mo was talking about. We go in and you could watch it on repeat multiple yeah. times. Mm-hmm. You just stayed One in the ticket. theater. Yeah. You just kept sitting there. Mm. That's right. Yeah, she talks about that here at her theater. She says, I'm an only child raised by a single mom who basically let me be as feral as I wanted. So <laughs> since in those fab days of early cinema, I paid for the first show and stayed until the second to the last show. That's wow. A full, wow. That's a commitment. Yeah. She goes on to say, my mother appreciated the babysitter <laughs> that the theater was for her. Nice. She says, I went to school and immediately became a pariah because I wouldn't and couldn't shut up about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> it had a profound effect on my young life, being a girl woman growing up in the 80s with a serious addiction to sci-fi and fantasy. Not the best for a social life, so mm. I pretended to love football and date the center, never revealing my true passion. <laughs> but thank goodness I had two sons and was able to indoctrinate them young. Nice. We play Star Wars all the time. I wanted to be Darth Vader, but had to be Leia. And yes, I kicked ass as her Imperial Highness. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I am confident you did, Anna Marie. <laughs> Thanks again for an amazing podcast. Makes me happy, Anna Maria. Oh, Very cool. What more could we ask? Right? Money. We could ask for money. No, that's true. No, she gives us money. She's a patron. I oh. know, but he said, what more could we ask? I'm saying oh, okay. we could ask for money. We've already got the more. Yeah, well, <laughs> from this one, there are <laughs> other listeners one. who are not <laughs> right. necessarily right. sending in money. Not everyone follows Anna Maria's excellent <laughs> lead to become a patron, but she does. Speaking of making people happy, Anna Maria, you've made us happy by writing into the show. We love it every time the fourth listener takes time out of their day to write into the show. If you would like your email featured here on the show, it is easy. Just hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. We'll read every single one. And most of them, like Anna Maria's, who actually dropped us a line via Patreon, make the show. All right, guys. With that, good business behind us. It's time to jump into the body of episode 130 right after this. Stick around. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Be sure to subscribe to or follow Gen X Grown Up wherever you listen. And while you're there, rate and review the show too. It helps more than you know. The country that just built the world's fastest train also builds the world's best-selling front-wheel drive car, Renault Le Car. From the French who can give you comfort at 230 miles per hour comes exceptional ride, handling, and interior room in Renault Le Car. So why drive an ordinary car when you can have this extraordinary car at a most extraordinary price, under $5,000? Le Car by Renault, where great engineering lives in great design for under $5,000 at Renault and American Motors dealers. Time to get the ball rolling right at the top of the show, as we always do, talking about media we have been checking out since the last time we got together to speak. Of course, it could be film or television or music or comics or whatever we may be checking out. Mo, what have you been checking out? So I've been watching this uh, new film on Netflix called Day Shift. Jamie Foxx Jamie Fox movie. Mm. Yep. The younger Franco is in it. <laughs> Snoop Dogg is in it. Okay. And it's like one of these modern day vampire hunter sort of 
situations and the guy has family issues, all that kind of stuff. Okay. I watched it because the reviews and stuff, it was like number two or something like that on the Netflix watch list or something crazy. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty terrible. <laughs> was it? <laughs> I didn't like it at all, actually. To me, it was oh. actually boring. They were trying to play on like too many. Well, actually, it reminded me of a bad knockoff of Evil Dead. Like somebody mm. trying to do an Evil mm. Dead kind of style where it's like the monsters are like, they move really fast and they're kind of hyper over the top kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And the whole movie just, I was like, oh my God. I mean, I watched the whole thing because I wanted it to get better and it never did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you kind of have hope, you know, because I mean, look at the cast. Yeah. But it was just awful. I mean, I said, I'm not even worried about spoilers because there are no spoilers in this movie because you could predict <laughs> everything that happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know that I saw it. You talk about it being the number two on Netflix movie yeah. watch list. That's not a rating system. That's because they were pumping the hell out of that thing on your intro. Like oh, as so soon as you log into Netflix, up, yeah. first mm-hmm. thing for like a week and a half yeah. that thing's been up there. They're trying to get more people to watch it. That's what they do. And yeah. that looks like it's got great graphics. It's got Jamie oh, yeah. Fox. It's got Dave Franco. Hey, I'll check it out. It'll be a fun comedy vampire movie. And then it sucks. Yeah. And you've wasted an hour and a half of your streaming time when instead you could have been watching something that you liked. Yeah. And the only good thing I'd say about it is that it gave some contortionist work. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, because I saw one of the trailers in like yeah. some of the vampires. All the vampires like, twisty, like the, every, they're like they're yeah. all like contortionists. Yeah. Oh, to, like to do things that look impossible yeah. for a human body. To oh, give yeah. you that oh, okay. creepy feel, like out of the ring or those kinds yeah, of exactly. things. Yeah, exactly. But not as yeah. good as mm-hmm. the ring. Yeah, I, Jamie Foxx's character, like you didn't care about anybody at all. Okay, the one thing that I hate is when vampires can go out in the daytime. To me, that <laughs> if whenever you have a movie that you allow vampires out <laughs> right. in the daytime, give us a different monster type. Yeah, Let's exactly. keep at least if some of the stereotypes, right? Yeah, and they can go out daytime because of sunscreen okay that's the level of movie they use that in the first blade movie yeah jesus christ that's from the <laughs> 90s i know it's terrible so i'm really hoping when you guys saw something good so john do you see something good yeah well i'm happy to help you out since you just saved me two hours that i would otherwise yeah. not get back <laughs> on day shift because i was gonna watch it the other night i almost <laughs> sure. did I watched something that actually was quite good, better than I expected it to be. So it's a new film. It was in the theaters very recently. I almost went and saw it a couple weeks ago, but it's already out on streaming. It's called Vengeance with uh, BJ Novak from The Office. Mm, Yeah. Yep. This is he wrote and directed and starred in it, I think, or maybe he just directed and starred. Anyway, he's a big creative force behind this film. Okay. Yeah, I know that he was on uh, Colbert recently promoting this movie. Sure. Yeah, that's where I first heard about it. Mm -hmm. So the premise of the film is that uh, BJ Novak's character in this film, he had dated a girl. She's died, right? So, But she has been telling her family that he is her boyfriend and they've invited him to this little podunk town in Texas to come and like, well, you're clearly her longtime boyfriend. Oh, like, you got to come oh, to the funeral. Oh. But he barely knows her. I haven't, hasn't talked to her in forever. They just hooked up one time and that was it. So oh, he shows up with the intention of just to kind of like on a lark and kind of see what it's like. And he's also an aspiring podcaster. So he's like, maybe I can get a story <laughs> out of this because he kind of hillbillies in Texas. Well, once he gets there, it's asserted to him that she was actually murdered and her brother desperately wants to track down Whoa. who killed her. He's like, well, now this is an opportunity opportunity. So he calls his producer and goes, Hey, dead white girl podcast. It's a, it's absolutely, <laughs> you could not make this up. It's a, and in fact, for a while they were calling the podcast dead white girl that they're oh producing. <laughs> Here's a million dollars. Just start from there. Yeah. 
Yeah. So he's around, he's recording everybody. He's talking to drug dealers and he's talking to family and everybody is a colorful character. Most especially Ashton Kutcher stand out in this film as a record producer from, he's from LA or from New York or somewhere. He's moved to this podunk area of Texas to be a record producer, recording people, finding talent that nobody else can find. And he's a bigger than life, like a big white rhinestone cowboy hat, oh, boots kind of thing. Real slick talk. Somehow that's never a phrase I thought we would have to say here. What's that? Ashton Kutcher is a standout in this film. He really yeah, is. That's so. true. Yeah. I, yeah. You're right. I wouldn't have expected to say that either. I don't lay <laughs> odds against it. Thunk. So that's the layout, the premise. It, it, a lot of fun characters. The interesting thing is it takes turns for a film that is largely kind of a comedy drama. It takes interesting turns that you didn't expect. There are okay. little twists. There's a big twist toward the end, which I guess some people would say that in and of itself is a spoiler because you know a twist is coming, but it's not that kind of a twist. It's not like they were all dead or anything. It's just kind of, you didn't <laughs> see, see it coming. Like people uh -huh. act out of character and it's like, wow, you really surprised me. And the characters grow. There's a lot more in this goofy little BJ Novak movie about doing a podcast about hillbillies than I expected. <laughs> have either of you had a chance to see this yet? I have not. No, I mean, no. I saw the trailers. I saw the promotional yeah. work, like I said. And mm -hmm. I do know BJ Novak, he was a creative driving force on The Office. That's, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, he For was, sure. he oh, was yeah. one of the yeah. first yeah. actors yeah. listed as a producer on that show. Before he was credits. ever in front of the screen, he was already a yeah, creator. Yeah. 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 And I know that he had a large influence. I, I've enjoyed checking out his work on that mm -hmm. show. I had no doubt that I would enjoy this movie. I just hadn't had a chance to see it yet. Yeah. 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 Well, I will say it is definitely worth your time. Unlike the day shift, maybe <laughs> uh, this movie vengeance is it, because it's a character piece. It's something that though I know the story now, I could see myself watching again just to oh, see really? all the disparate people and how they portrayed the characters. There's a lot in it to, to kind of chew on. So it's, it's well okay. worth your while. Vengeance. Cool. Well, good. Yeah. George, what about you? What have you been checking out? Well, you know, I've checked out a lot of different stuff lately, but the one that I think probably has the most notoriety, at least the most recognition, is the new Disney series, She-Hulk. Oh, yeah. They've been promoting oh, the crap out of that. Attorney at Law. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> if you remember the lady who was the star of Orphan Black, yeah, she awesome is She-Hulk. Um, yeah. I'm not even going to try to pronounce her name because I'll just mess it up and everybody Tatia will laugh at me. Like that, yeah. I'm sure she yeah. appreciates that. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure she, like, she listens to our podcast. She's like, don't mess yeah. up my name when you talk about no. <laughs> I was a little bit worried about it because as we mm -hmm. all did, we saw those early trailers with the bad CGI mm -hmm. and everybody was like, oh, this looks like crap. It looks like something out of the early 2000s. This is Disney and Marvel. It's supposed to be better, even if it's just on their streaming service. Still supposed to be awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> whatever happened from that trailer to the second trailer to the first episode is a complete 180. If you were worried about the production value going into this series, mm -hmm. don't worry about it. It's top mm. level, just like every okay. other Marvel okay. property that Disney does. Yeah. Yep. The first episode has dropped as we're mm -hmm. recording this. By the time you guys get to listen to this episode, two, I think, will have dropped because least, I believe right, they're releasing because... them weekly. The first episode starts off with a Deadpool fourth wall break kind mm -hmm. of a scene and then mm. tells you the origin story of She-Hulk, which I think okay. in this case is very important because a lot of people who maybe didn't follow the original books just assume, well, they just needed a female version of Hulk yeah. and She-Hulk. Right. But she's a very intricate character. She's yeah. developed over the years, and this series – 
definitely is paying homage to that history in the comic mm-hmm. books. They do some great work with um, Bruce Banner. Mm-hmm. He's in almost every single scene of this first episode. So Mark Ruffalo really mm-hmm. went out of his way to make sure that this series gets off on the right foot, yeah. which I think is something that maybe people wouldn't have expected from him. He's kind of a Avenger who doesn't do a lot of extra stuff. He's more of the art house actor. That's where his background Ruffalo is. is. Yeah. Uh, sure. One of his, my favorite roles of his is blindness, which is this oh, yeah. Argentinian independent thing that a lot of A-list people went and sacrificed their salaries to go do. He's that kind of an actor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was surprised and happy to see him in so much of this. There are great chemistry between the two. She's his cousin. Mm -hmm. And they really feel like cousins who grew up almost in a New York style, Mo. You know how cousins are almost like brothers and sisters in that kind of Mm -hmm. way. They have that feel to them. There's a lot of funny scenes. There's some name dropping. And it's Mm -hmm. funny because Mark Ruffalo is the one doing the name dropping. Like, oh, yeah, Tony Stark helped me do this. (laughs) (laughs) Some great little things that are funny. You can tell he's trying to impress his cousin, but it goes off. Origin is a great little origin piece. It didn't need to be overcomplicated, and they didn't make it that way. The whole episode is 30, 40 minutes. Yeah, it's not long. It's very short. It feels like it's 20 minutes, uh, really. It goes fast. And no matter what you do, watch the entire credits because there is a a cut scene at the end of the credits. And it's fun. At the end of an episode. Of an (laughs) episode. Yeah. That's weird. And, And it's worth it, too. It's very worth it. So... If this has been on your radar at all, if this is the first time you've heard of it, I definitely suggest going and checking out She-Hulk. Yeah, I I caught the first episode. Um, I really liked it. Mm -hmm. The other series, they didn't do, didn't build characters as well, I don't think. Her character is just really coming through. Like, And this is in one of the trailers, so it's not really a spoiler. Bruce Banner is trying to teach her how to be a Hulk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you got to learn to control your anger. She's like, I'm a woman. I do that every day. Right. <laughs> I get catcalled as I walk down the street. Yeah. What do you think that is? <laughs> yeah. She says, this is normal. And plus, she's just a phenomenal actor. She is. She is just she's amazing. She's perfect for oh, yeah. the role. And I would not have expected that because if you look at She-Hulk from the comic books compared to what mm-hmm. I've seen this actress do, I wouldn't mm-hmm. have thought of her for the role. But I'm so happy that she got cast. She's perfect. Yeah. Well, she almost didn't do it, apparently, because she didn't want to do the big budget superhero thing. And mm-hmm. then when they gave her the script, she just thought she she just related to it. She said so much that she said, yeah, I'm going to do this. Well, it's so many times the the series that Marvel does on Disney now, they're longer form. And so an, an actor who's worried about, you know, being typecast in these big budget movies or something, they're getting time to flesh out a real character. And it sounds yeah. like that's already happening in this She-Hulk. So, you know, knowing that, and they, you got her. they do these series, these streaming series differently than the TV shows of our generation and our parents' generation, right? Like mm-hmm. those, they filmed yeah. them every week. So it was like... Yeah. Two days of writing, three days of filming and acting and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. So it was a very hectic schedule. Well, now with streaming, they just do all these things like they do a movie in 20, 30 days and then release them after they get them all edited and everything else. So it's a much better process, I think, for the actors and actresses. It's probably like shooting two movies back to back. There's a lot Mm -hmm. more shooting, a lot more footage to do, but it's it's a full script and it's just Mm -hmm. chopped up. You know, I've seen many people say like, hey, do you want to watch a 10 hour movie? No. Do you want to binge 10 episodes of something? Sure. Absolutely. Somehow it's mentally better and different. One thing, an article I read about it, because if you guys are, you watch Orphan Black, right, George? Oh, yeah. John, I don't know if you ever watched it, but you know that she plays like eight characters and she does, each one is like, is a different character. Yeah. And someone on the set said that when she does 
the She-Hulk because they what they do is they have her just basically do the She-Hulk as herself, and then they CG mm-hmm. over it, like Ruffalo does. I would expect. Yeah, right? he does his own mocap stuff. Yeah, and when the the co-star says, you look at her, it says she changes, like her demeanor, everything changes. Well, I believe it. Or so in Orphan Black, she and did like, that. Whoa, yeah. she's like, whoa, like she's she's like bigger somehow, you know, and she does that mm-hmm. part. I think they got the right actor for this one, so I'm really looking forward to the other episodes. And just one more note on the CGI. The mm-hmm. thing that I was most impressed about for her transformation sequences mm-hmm. into She-Hulk, they are very subtle. She's not like bright green, neon skinned, you know, ripped muscle kind of I thing. I noticed that in the trailer. Yeah. yeah. It looks very natural. The skin pigmentation, her height growth, her muscle growth and everything is right on par with the comic books, but it's not the overblown thing. Like, I think that's why when she's doing the mocap stuff, her expressions and emotions come out so much better, even than Ruffalo's as the Hulk, because with Ruffalo's Hulk, they have to take his head, which is a (laughs) part. They have to square it off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because the Hulk's head is square and Ruffalo's Mm -hmm. face is kind of long. Well, with hers, it's not that way. She's got a very female facial structure from the mm-hmm. Hulk and they don't change that very much except for to make it green and a little bigger. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it looks so good and yeah, her does. emotions come through. Yeah. I think better than Ruffalo, who I think is one of the finest actors of his generation. I think her work in this is actually more emotive than his is. Yeah. Hmm. I noticed that in the character design of the trailer, in fact, that I'm like, oh, she just looks like the tallest female bodybuilder you could imagine. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't look like roided out. She just looks big and muscular. And that's mm-hmm. and that's something different because apparently from the name of the thing, it's actually She-Hulk Attorney at Law, or that's a subtitle. Right. Like she carries right. on a job as as this, right. <laughs> which I'm intrigued by. So she doesn't want to be a Hulk. She doesn't want okay. to be a superhero. Right. She wants to continue her career path because that's what she's devoted her life to. As you can imagine, mm-hmm. if you've gone to school for years and years to do something, and then right. somebody tells you, "Oh no, you have to go do this thing." But now you're a Hulk. Well, no, no I'm, I'm, I already have a job. Do I'm doing yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> so. I think it's it's a very successful debut for Disney. Yeah. They don't always do that with their series. This one, I think, may be one of the better series for a character we haven't seen before that they've released. Yep. I'll tell you, I came in this having heard bad things about it, and apparently it's being review bombed on Rotten Tomatoes and uh, stuff. Again, and I was mm, ready haters. to hear and, and have verification that was not good. Now I'm going to watch it. You've done your job, George. All right. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, right. So most save me time not watching something, yep. but then I had to spend it. Uh, George made me watch something. So it all, all comes out in the wash. Fair trade. Take up more of your time, actually, because this is like <laughs> <That's vocals>. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. You're listening to Gen X Grown Up. But if you have a friend who's not yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. Hello, houseperson. 
instructions. Mona here with today's helpful hint. For cleaning grease, use this top liquid cleaner. Sorry, Mona. Fine Soul cleans grease better. Uh, who are you? Katie, the cleaning lady. Watch this. Concentrated Pine Soul cuts through grease better than any other leading liquid cleaner. Oh. And Pine Soul cleaner disinfectant kills household germs and odors and leaves a fresh scent. Pine Soul cleans grease better, kills germs, and leaves a fresh scent. Now that's a helpful hint. Looking at today's Tekken toys, I'm trying to figure out like who should go first. And John, you definitely need to go last because okay. no, you got okay. a big to thing. punish me. It says you got a big thing. <laughs> I got a medium thing. And if you George, say what you're about to say, I'm going to slap you through the screen. Yours seems different. Okay. Because if, you, <laughs> if you'd have said small thing, I'm telling I said, you, I said, it would have been different. the end of the podcast as a trio. <laughs> so, George, let's kick off with you because I'm trying to figure out what the heck this is. All right. So I have enjoyed, as my kids have moved on, moved out of the house, I've enjoyed buying stupid shit to fill my house up with. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and I've overdone it. I have stuff sitting in boxes. There's stuff behind me that I've got shit taped to the walls and just stacked around <laughs> because I haven't put it up on shelves. I haven't even put up the shelves yet. You moved all your kids' stupid shit out? You want to fill it with new stupid shit? Is I that do. What you're exactly. It's my stupid shit It's your own stupid right. shit. That's yeah. different. <laughs> uh, one of the things that I've enjoyed getting into grabbing and collecting have been like action figures and statues and things like that. I just really okay. like looking at them. I don't necessarily understand an ongoing value for them. I wish there was some kind of society where you could trade them after you had them for a few months because, you know, after you have it for a little while, you're like, okay, mm. it's just collecting dust now. Yeah. But I found a cheaper way to satisfy my urge to get those kinds of things. And it's simply going to the Dollar Tree. They, they sell them there? They have action figures worth a damn? Well... <laughs> <laughs> They're worth a buck twenty-five, which is the current Dollar Tree pricing structure. <laughs> okay, I mean, I know yeah. they have like iffy toothpaste and stuff, but <laughs> they do <laughs> enjoy crass toothpaste. <laughs> As you can imagine, the Dollar Tree has a fairly significant toy aisle, and sure. that's because yeah. they get a ton of knockoff stuff. Like instead of Legos, yeah. they have make it bricks, mm -hmm. and you know, instead of a uh, hula hoop, they have a hool hoop or something. You know, <laughs> even if they didn't have to do it they right. <laughs> so it's all knockoff stuff but one thing that i found surprising enough this is about a year ago they actually have branded licensed little one to two inch figures from all kinds of fun intellectual properties really? they have little one to two inch figures of the incredibles john that's one of your mm -hmm. movies that you like mm -hmm. they have yeah. one to two inch little figures of transformers they have one to two inch little figures of marvel stuff they have all these things and they rotate and not knockoffs no no they're branded named wow everything gotcha. now i don't know who's manufacturing them i don't know if right. somebody cheaply bought the license and just produced these or mm -hmm. if they were intended to go somewhere to be pricier and just would never sell so they end up in the dollar tree trucks at mm -hmm. some point but for a buck 25 i'll go there and i'll usually go once a month because that seems to be how long it takes the old stock to rotate out with new okay. stock coming in okay and yep. i'll find five or six of these little guys hmm. that I want to pick up and get the whole little set. I had a Finding Nemo group, a Monsters, Inc. <laughs> group. I just picked up a Justice League group, you know, and sometimes there's three or four of them. Sometimes there's six or seven. But it reminds me so much of when I was a kid and you would go to the mm -hmm. Publix grocery store with your parents mm -hmm. and you would beg for that toy and they give you the cheap little crappy one. That's what these are. But I love them. <laughs> 
So you've listed the ones that you got, and there's nothing wrong with the joy of just collecting them, which is awesome. I'm curious. So you get these sets now. You're mm-hmm. picking them up for, you know, a set of four. You set a four of them for five bucks, as we know, cheap and right. easy to get. Yeah. What are you doing with them? Are you yeah, opening them up? Are you, are you yeah. playing or are you making dioramas? There's nothing to keep on the card or in the plastic. I, I have no illusions okay. that these will ever be <laughs> valuable at all. Yeah. Well, so, well, sometimes it's fun to keep them in a box anyway, just for display purposes, like my pop vinyls. But they come with their little stands. Oh, okay. Because that's the one thing. Now, I've gotten some of the more expensive. Like my wife got me some of these figures, these DC multiverse figures, um, yes. and I forgot which company. Those damn things won't stand up to save their lives. I'm like, they just <laughs> no. might as well call them fall over heroes because that's all they do is just fall <laughs> over on the shelf. But these little one and two inch figures, they have their little bases on them. They're, you know, they're not like the little bases where you have to poke them into the hole in the foot. They're the bases that are attached. So they stand up great. Oh, like an army man. Like it's molded like a onto his army feet. man. Got exactly. it. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yep. I'm like, they're cheap. They're quick. I can put them up on a shelf. And then if I don't want them later on, I can go donate them to some charity or throw them in the trash because they only cost me a buck. Because they're only a buck something. <laughs> Who cares? Right. There you okay. go. Interesting. So you're taking them out of the box. You're playing with them a little. You're displaying them on the shelf. Exactly. And they're bringing you joy. Yeah. Win, win, win. That sounds good. <laughs> Love it. All right. So there's my quote unquote small thing. I didn't say Mo, that. I never said that. <laughs> Let's yeah. hear about your Mo, quote what about your medium, medium thing? thing. Yeah. So my <laughs> medium thing is uh, <laughs> a couple of times I've talked about those 3D puzzles I've been putting together, like the, the ship I did. Oh, yeah, right. The the pirate ship. Yes. Right. And I have one in the Empire State yep. Building. It's no 3D. I got a new one. Oh, okay. It's a big band. It's called, a company called Ravensburger. Oh, yeah. Big puzzle company. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I've done many. Oh, yeah. they are, are mm-hmm. they? I don't know. I, okay. I learned yes, something. they are. Yeah. Well respected. So this one is a 3D puzzle, but what makes this one different is that the pieces are actually puzzle pieces, shape. Oh, like the like the standard oh, flat 2D yeah. puzzle cutouts. Okay. It's not so much a model now. It really is more like a puzzle. It is like more you have exactly. to find the right it's piece more in the like right a place. Puzzle, oh. But it has yeah. an LED light, though. When you finish building it, you can display Does it. It looks really okay. cool. I'm still in the process of building it because this one's taking a little bit longer than the other one because the other one is just following instructions. This one, there's mm-hmm. no instructions because mm-hmm. it's a puzzle. I was just <laughs> about to raise my hand and ask that question because a puzzle doesn't have instructions, right. but a model does. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Huh. And if it looks anything like the picture, <laughs> I'm going to be very happy with it. So I'll let you guys <laughs> right, know what right I'm Right now done. it looks like a pile of crap. We don't know. Yeah, but basically. eventually, <laughs> if it looks like something. <laughs> it looks like Big Ben after Godzilla hit it. And, you know, it's like just the rubble <laughs> blow, blow it. Let me say, it looks really good. Now, they're not inexpensive, which actually is, which is the thing. Like This one, I think, is going for about 35 bucks. Well, what's the – how tall does it end up being? Do you know? Actually, it's 17 inches tall. Oh. Overfoot. Okay. Yeah. It's a pretty substantial model then when you're yeah. going to get done so serious question about the big ben model yes has lights in it it's yes. big ben does it have a clock at the top it's a flat pit image of a okay clock, but yes. it's not okay. It's, all right not a working not clock. A motorized or anything doesn't it need to have a clock that would be an awesome mod for it that would be cool though <laughs> they put yeah. a little clock face on it but yeah, yeah it's a little bit of a challenge which i like actually yeah, the other ones mm-hmm. again, you're just following instructions and stuff you know this one's like okay I actually have to kind of puzzle it out yeah it's pretty cool so like i said i'll put pictures probably in our discord when i'm finished with it so you guys can see how it sure. looks Okay, so that's the medium thing. Yeah. Okay. John, what do you got? Stand by while I whip this out. (laughs) And the FCC just sent a fine. Well, good news, we're not on the airwaves, so we're immune to that. <laughs> yeah, that's true, FCC. We're not an FCC. This is no surprise. We've been talking about this for a couple of podcasts now. I've been eagerly looking forward to it. I've been covering it on the YouTube channel. I have influenced some of my closest friends to also spend money on this. this oh, is- yeah. 
This is the Lego Atari 2600 that was just released at the uh, beginning of August. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's groaning it at is, me. It's mine right there. Yeah. Oh, there's Bo's. George, you get <laughs> yours yet? Is it coming? I got mine. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Not, it's buried in the pile over there. Yeah. A pile of things to do. Yeah. Right. It's a giant set. You might recall it went for uh, $239. I yeah. very uh, much recall. Oh, yeah, yes, I know you do. I do too. Yep. So nearly 2,600 pieces, just a few shy, which is a big miss, as we discussed. Mm-hmm. I, I have finished mine now, and oh. I might be a special case just because I'm such an Atari nut and I'm such a Lego fan from being a child. I felt like I robbed Lego. Like that $240 did not feel like too much money. Really? I got at least that much fun mm. out of this bill. Okay. <laughs> okay. So... I haven't built George mine yet, so it's reflux yeah, on that. I, I haven't yeah. built mine yet, so it's hard for me to make a comment. But my initial reaction is, "What the fuck?" Because Lego <laughs> rips people off left, right, and center. And don't get me wrong; what they produce is perfect. They are it's very the meticulous yes. about their quality. Very high quality. I mean, I talked about those make it bricks at Dollar Tree. Yeah, they're not quality. If you get two of those together, you've accomplished something. <laughs> and then I pop apart on their own, right? Because they're just not quite right. The, the design of these, there's so many little things about it that I, I don't spend too much time on it, but things to highlight if you're interested. At its face, you're like, oh, I get to build a 2600 out of Lego bricks. Yay. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but as you build it, there are all these little things that are nods to people that are Atari fans to go, hey, I see you. I get you. I was thinking about you when I did this, right? So the first thing you build is the adventure cartridge that has that little adventure scene. Mm-hmm. And not only does it have a little the little castle and the little chalice inside, a little dragon on the front. The secret dot that you use to expose the Easter egg yeah. is hidden around back of the castle. They didn't tell you what it was. It's just there. As a fan, you go, oh shit. Oh, that's the yeah. dot. That's the thing, right? Uh, the next thing you do in the set is you build like this silly little box to hold your cartridges, mm-hmm. which is, is not, not my favorite part of the set, but it was, it was included. And then you start building the, the 2600 itself. And it's many, many, many steps. It takes quite a while to get through all these different bags. But as you're building... The creativity that I saw of how they matched the weird angles. Like, so Lego is like at a 90 degree angle or 45 degree angle. If that doesn't right. want, that's not what you want. Oh, well. But they went out of their way to do crazy things to preserve the neat angles of the 2600 and to get all those clean tiles across the top of it. So it looks like the that vented grill at the top of it. Hmm. And I don't know how many times I'm like, ah, Lego, you left this piece out. You, ah, you've screwed up. And then I would look a little more and go, oh, there it is. It was perfect. I didn't have no pieces missing. And then as you continue, like how it opens up and there's a the hidden scene inside. Every time I built another part or put another part together that I didn't realize how it was going to work, I'm like, damn, you guys are smart. And this is a lot of fun to assemble. So I haven't opened mine yet either, mm-hmm. but... Do they actually create a lot of custom pieces for this? No, not really. Oh, okay. I mean, it, it, if the last time you put a Lego together was any time in the last, you know, 10 years or so, mm-hmm. you're not going to see a bunch of crazy pieces you've never seen before. I recognized, I would say, 95%, 99% oh, okay. of the oh, pieces. Wow. I don't I'm think surprised. there's anything brand I, I new, think... except for some custom printed pieces, like the the orange dashes oh, yeah, yeah. around the, the joystick. That's yeah. that's unique. That arc already existed, but the printing on it was unique. Right. You know, that kind yeah, of Yeah, that part. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And, and as you go on to build it, it continues to be just fun little things. And of course, the, we've all seen the little scene that's inside of the console when you slide it open. Mm-hmm. And there's so many little tiny, like, oh, roller skates and a phone hanging on the wall, a rotary phone, I'm sure, <laughs> and a little trophy and a VHS tape. So many little details in that. It just keeps screaming. Do you remember how fun this was? Let's build it. One thing of note, too. I mean, yes, you you forced 
my wife to say, okay, <laughs> you can go spend $240 because she didn't want me being jealous of the fact that you not only bought one, but you bought two, which mm-hmm. totally yeah, blows yeah. my mind. But <laughs> if you sign up on Lego and you agree to be a part of their VIP group, whatever, mm-hmm. when I bought mine, I actually got an extra Lego set packed in with my Atari 2600 wow. that I didn't mm-hmm. expect. It's just listed. It's in a bag. There's no instruction booklet that I can see in the bag. On the way bill, it's just listed as Lego pirate set. Yeah. I can see like a little skeleton minifig guy. No instructions at all? N- not that I can see. It's literally, you know, the plastic bags you get yeah, out of yeah, the yeah. box. It's yeah, one of yeah. those. That's it. Oh, yeah. No picture? Yeah. Nothing? Not that I can see. <laughs> well, all those instructions are online these days. They have an That's app true. you can go and, and use uh, and get the instructions. So I bet it's probably on there. It's probably They probably encourage you to go back to the website to do it. So you're back on the site. Right. That's probably a marketing tool. That's for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a good marketing tool. Yeah, it worked for you, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I've completed it. As I said, I have really enjoyed it. There are many times when I was going through it and I'm like, oh man, I wouldn't mind building this again. And I'm like, hey, I've got another one over there. If I ever really get that itch, I don't have to destroy the one I have. I could <laughs> go and build the other one if I want. I think I'm going to keep that one pristine though. But yeah, yeah, I didn't get the bonus set, but that's probably because I was in such a damn rush to buy it because I was worried that, oh, there's a limit too. I better grab mine fast. I didn't bother signing up for anything. I just placed the order. Well, I think that's important because I haven't seen anything about limits yet. I think they're still for sale. Yeah, Yeah, they are. I think that's a reason for people, like some people will try and buy multiple sets to recoup money or make money on the, Mm -hmm. I don't think that's going to be a thing with this one because I can't see it doubling in price because they're not limiting the run. Uh, you might see it at a convention for a higher price. Right. Right. Yeah. But yeah. like on your eBay resale market, maybe it might go up a hundred bucks after they stop making them. Right. Yeah. Well, Lego is notoriously good as an investment if you keep it long enough. True. If you keep it sealed in the box long like enough. You're not going to lose money on it, right? Right. But the news is I didn't buy mine. As I told you, as an investment, I bought right. it because I wanted to have another one in the box for the future so I can say I have a pristine one. It's like having a certain comic book. You can imagine, George, you, did, you, you know it has value, but mm-hmm. that's not why you bought it. You bought this one because you love it. It's the Teen Titans or it's whatever character you love. You're like, look, right. I have one. It's in great shape. You can't have it. It's mine. That's why I bought another it's, one. It's what the graded comics are to comic book collectors. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I'm not going to yep. be able to read it. It's encased in plastic and I mm-hmm. want it to hold yep. that prestigious place of the value that I have for it. But I have another copy that I can pull out and read or I yeah, have a like me, you've copy. got one to read. Yeah. I had one to build and one to keep. There you, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've been on the bubble, if you are an Atari or Lego fan, this is a really fun set to put together. So if you can if you can bite the bullet and spend the money, I don't think you're gonna be too disappointed. Well, hey, podcast listener, my name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There's, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. Each episode of Gen X Grown Up has show notes loaded with links where you can learn more about our topics. And there's even more to see and hear over at GenXGrownUp.com. 
Uh-oh, power's out. What happened? Let's find out. Where's the portable radio? I started in here after the summer. Batteries are probably dead. Not these. They're Duracell batteries. These Duracell batteries have been stored for two years. Will they work? Yes. And in test, after test, after test. Two-year-old Duracell batteries worked every time. Duracell, the copper top battery. No regular battery looks like it. Or laughs like it. This is the main event of the podcast. For the three in attendance locally and the millions listening around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time! All right, guys, time to hmm. get into my favorite segment of the podcast. That's because I'm in charge and I love being in charge and I don't get that much opportunity <laughs> in my home life to be in charge. So happy to be of service. Let's talk about games. Okay, let's do that. We're going to go ahead and start with John. Mo, I'm going to have you go second and I'm going to okay. go last because of what I want to talk about. But John, okay. let's go ahead and start with yours. I will. Certainly. <laughs> I'm a fan of putt-putt or any kind of golf game on a computer or a tablet or whatever. I like the idea of you're playing golf, but you're not running around on a course and you have to get the fancy shoes and the bright shirts and everything. You don't have to exercise at all. Right. There's no extra work in it, right? <laughs> There's something about digital golf or digital putt-putt golf that I really have always liked. The one where you can play with friends and you take turns doing swings or whatever. And there have been a million of those. And at this point, I've kind of felt like I'd played it. But mm -hmm. this one came across my news feed. That came across, somebody advertised like, hey, I got a nine out of 10 on GameSpot. And it's called Cursed to Golf is the name of the... And I'm like, what? what is that? I'm intrigued. <laughs> so it didn't take but about three minutes of watching a video and looking at some stills and reading about this for me to buy this game. I paid 15 bucks really? for it. It's brand new, just came out. The concept is you're a golf pro and you start the game playing a game of golf. You're at the final hole trying to win this giant tournament and storm is coming in and on your last swing, lightning strikes your golf club and it kills you. Okay. Well, that's the beginning of the game because then you okay. go straight to this purgatory where the golfers go, apparently, when they almost die or they nearly die, they, you are currently dead. You are told by this big glowing green pirate guy that runs the uh, the pro shop in Purgatory called the Infinity. That was a great name. <laughs> or Eternity. Something like, anyway, it's a puns. Lots floated with puns. Of puns he tells you that here's the deal. You are now in this Purgatory for golfers. If you can play through these 18 holes, you can ascend back to earth and come back to life and then finish your game. Wouldn't you want to go to heaven? Not if you're a golfer. You, want, you almost you won the tournament. You want to win the tournament. You're in the 18th hole. <laughs> what makes this game different is it is a dynamically generated progression game. You remember Deathloop, how you had to beat all mm -hmm, the bad right. guys in one day or you didn't win? You've got to successfully make par on 18 holes sequentially. If you don't, you go back to the pro shop and you start over at hole one. Ooh. Ooh. And you might say, well, I do hole one now, but the holes are procedurally generated. So the next time, hole one has similar uh. mechanics and a similar idea, like it's going to be a big pit or it's going to be, you know, something, but it's going to be slightly different. You have just a few clubs and they add in really neat things like cards you can play that give you extra swings on par or let you drop the ball straight down instead of waiting for it to bounce or all these little things you can play. And of course, you can unlock packs of cards, not with money in the game, just, you know, in the game. And periodically, because it's all about being cursed, you will get curses. Like in three swings, you'll be cursed, meaning you can only hit the ball to the right. Oh, or in two swings, the ball is going to bounce like crazy when it lands. You know, something nutty like that's going to happen. So it's almost more like a platformer 
puzzle game with the golf mechanic. So you have the same thing where you do your strength and your angle that you would expect to in golf, but you can back out of that. You know, let's pick a different uh, club. Let's play this card that's going to make my ball do something different. And so it's this puzzle where you've got to make it through the 18 holes. I have made it to hole three so far. Wow. Oh, the problem is, well, but no, I, I played like 20 holes, but you get to one, you get to two. If you fail two, back to the pro oh, shop. As soon as you fail a hole, you go back. You go back. Oh yeah. It's not going to let you keep going forward. I'm sure. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Now, you could pause anytime between holes, of course, and get out of your game and come back. But if you fail the hole, you must go back. Mm. It's a cute little game. It's running for like 20 bucks, I think. I found it through Is There Any Deal, as we often do. I found mm-hmm. it for like 15 bucks. So it's on Steam and the PC, not the phone. That's right. It's not a mobile game. Yep. yep. If I had anything negative to say about it, I will say that the tutorial is really drags. It takes a long time to get through the tutorial, but they have to teach you a lot of pieces. And in fact, the second time through, after you fail once, they introduce some new things. Like if you rapid fire on the button, you can add English and spin to the ball to help kind of tune where it lands. There's all these different mechanics they keep adding so it doesn't get old it stays fresh and it is a continual challenge not the same old courses over and over and over again mm. so uh, i've been enjoying it i probably put maybe four or five hours into it so far uh I, there's no way i'm not going to get my 15 bucks out of it or the 15 i put into it so uh we'll put a link down in the show notes of course yeah. it's called cursed to golf if you like uh, any kind of mini golf or computer golf it might be for you yeah cool how about you mo what have you been playing man so uh i found this other new computer game it's called hell architect so we're on a hell theme here it seems. <laughs> apparently okay. we're on this okay. afterlife theme here i was just in purgatory you went straight to hell yeah i went straight to hell <laughs> so it's one of these like kind of like building resource management kind of things um where basically you're trying to build hell <laughs> and the damn souls are your labor but they're also a resource because mm. their suffering gives you like suffering is something you have to collect to be able to do other stuff and you have to take care of them actually you have to feed them and give them water but not but clean it's water hell why do you have to feed them if they're it's gonna dirty suffer? water and it's you know it's, it's dirty water stuff. yeah it is um, <laughs> dirty water or it's used toilet water or something like that but anyway you get to give them john's terrible tasting jelly beans or something like yeah, that. yeah exactly <laughs> there it's food and it's, so it's one of these like 2D, like you're looking at it like an elevation of it. Okay. So it's all like, so it's flat, mm-hmm. and, but you have them, they could dig out corridors and then you build things that give you other resources. And ultimately you're trying to build like kind of the perfect hell, essentially. So it's like the reverse <laughs> sim tower. Yeah, yeah, very much like that. Oh, yep, very oh, much yeah. like that. We're pre-building floors, except this one you have to dig out the floors. Right. So you're building down to make a deeper level of hell. Is yep. that what you're doing? So going down. Okay. Yeah. And then, and as you're building it, you, you do research so you can build like better torture devices, and you those you <laughs> drop souls into them <laughs> so that they can get you know you get more suffering out of it. But you can't use too many because you do need some of the souls to actually do the work. So it's it's an interesting balance. Like I said I've gotten a few hours into it. I got through the tutorials and all that stuff. It seems like one of these games I'm probably going to like always have as my, I need something to kill for a half hour. Mm-hmm. This feels yeah. like the video game in back in the eighties that all our parents were worried that we're going to turn us into Satan worshipers. <laughs> this feels like yeah. that game has finally been created. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty much it. Yeah, it's, it is. <laughs> Bingo. And if you fail, you know, it's awful for you because, you know, Satan doesn't like failure. Go figure. It gives everybody ice cream or something. Yeah. Like <laughs> it, was, it started as a Kickstarter. So mm. and now you can buy it on Steam. So I actually got it on sale. And I paid 15 bucks for it. Full price for it mm. is 25, which is what it's going for right now because the sale mm, ended. Yeah. I think I'd wait again for the next sale and probably wait till it gets down to that $15 range. I think that's probably the right price point for Fair it. Fair price. Okay. Graphics are very cool looking. The animation 
illustrations almost like those they almost look like paper cutout figures kind of style mm. i don't think it be it would you see it i'll put a link in you guys can i think i can picture it. that yeah okay a lot of puns a lot of quirky humor of course appropriate uh, your, your your advisor is always making fun of you when it hits like 15 bucks i think it's something you definitely want to pick up all right hell architect george what do you got <laughs> Where's your word to go with this? Smooth. Thank you for that awesome segue. I, I was like sitting there like, I was like, crickets are going. I'm like, I'll say something. I can re-record that. Will you want to change it? No, no. No, no, keep it. <laughs> the whole thing's staying in. All, All right. right. So John went to purgatory. <laughs> Mo went to hell. My game made me feel like I was in hell. Unfortunately, oh. Oh. I picked a game that from my younger days, I loved the very first iteration. This is the third in a series, and the game okay. is called Shin Mew. So Mew, for those Shin of Mew. you Don't who might remember, Shin Mew was an original Sega Dreamcast game. It was one of the first games that I ever got on my Dreamcast. Is it a ninja thing? Uh, kind of. That's like all I can remember about it. Okay. I'll go through it for you. <laughs> it but, sounds okay. ninja-like, right? So originally, Shinmu was the most expensive game ever created at the time. They spent between oh. 20 and $30 million in 1999 wow. on this. Wow. Now, part of that money was to be also spent on the development of the second one because the guy who created it originally vision, envisioned this as a four-part series. Okay. The first game, it really captured everybody's attention because it was one of these where it was more story-driven and character-driven than anything else of its time. You are a young man who lives in, I believe it was Tokyo. It was in Japan. Um, I don't, maybe not Tokyo, one of the outlying suburbs or country areas. Anyway, uh, his father is murdered in front of him one night. He swears vengeance. His whole thing is about trying to go get the guy who killed his father. That's the whole okay. first game. And that's the storyline okay. throughout the entire series is supposed to go forward. The first game was a triumph. People loved it. It was innovative. Its fighting system was based on Virtua Fighter that Sega had done oh, just before okay. that. There was a lot, though, built up around it because it was a full day time sequence. So there was always a clock in the corner of the screen. And when you talk to characters at different times of the day, you would get different reactions from them. Oh, um, maybe there were certain things that you could only do at day or at night, depending upon what your quest was at that moment. Very fun game. That sounds pretty revolutionary for the day. Yeah, it's it was. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. It was yeah. brilliant. It's the entire mm -hmm. reason why I have held on to my Sega Dreamcast. I still only have the four original games <laughs> that I bought for that thing, but <laughs> that game is one of my favorites, always has been. They came okay. out with a Shinmu 2 uh, in 2001, I believe it was. And it was it was okay. It was not as well received as, as the first because, you know, mm -hmm. by then, you know, you're talking a couple of years later, other people had jumped on those kinds of bandwagons and had done more impressive things. Mm -hmm. Did you play the second one? I did not. No. Okay. No. All okay. right. I did not. Now, this third game that I'm going to talk about here, this is a very unique set of circumstances that I haven't seen done in the gaming world since or before. The people who were fans of the original game had always been clamoring. When are we going to get the next one? When are we going to get Shin Mew mm -hmm. 3? When are we going to mm -hmm. see blah, blah, blah. And Sega was always like, oh, it's always a possibility, but they never did anything. Well, the original right. guy who created it, sometime before 2015, he got Sega to sell him the rights to the game. So he oh, owned so he it entirely. Back. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. So he can make a sequel if he wants. Right. Yeah. So he did want to do a sequel. He wanted to do number three. He put it up on Kickstarter, 2015. Right. At the time, it raised $2 million faster than any other Kickstarter in history, like in 
a few hours or maybe a day or something. I'm surprised if you talk about the way you talk about it. I'm not surprised. Yeah. yeah. And it went on to earn $6 million on Kickstarter, then through some mm. other funding sites and channels and ended up going up to like $8 million. He had made a statement that in order for it to be truly open world, it would need at least $10 million. Um, <laughs> and some other production houses came on board and kicked in some money oh, to wow. get there. Right. A lot of support, huh? A lot of support. Took him four years in development. Came out in 2019. So this is a fairly modern game. Yeah, right. Goddamn graphics came from 1999. Same shit. What are you playing this on? The PC game? No, I'm playing it on my PS4. That's the reason why I wanted to talk about it, because I picked it up. Thanks to uh, Marcus R., St. Paul, Minnesota, still shouting him out, (laughs) gave me that PS4. Uh, This was one of the games that I picked up at GameStop for the $5 deal okay now last of us came out years prior to that Mm -hmm. and i talked about last of us in our last podcast beautifully gorgeously done game right shinmu looks like it literally came out of 1999 it is still the polymorphic graphic stuff you know like the Mm -hmm. whole like triangles to make up faces almost oh really yeah were they trying to do that as a throwback that's what i was wondering is that intentional because you'd have to So there are people on both sides of the discussion. Some people love that they held to the aesthetic style of the original game. Some people like me are like, you raised all this goddamn money. Yeah. Give me a better version of what I love. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Updated, modernized. Right. Right. That's just one aspect that pisses me off. The other aspect that that pisses me off is. (laughs) Oh, there's more. (laughs) Yeah. You're just pissed on many fronts. Oh, yes. (laughs) So it starts off with a five-minute non-interactive video that looks like shit. Oh, it's not even even engaging, (laughs) is it? And has, like, the longest pauses between cuts when characters are talking to each other that I've ever seen since the 1990s. Like, literally... (laughs) <laughs> Shinmu, the main character, he'll say something and then it'll fade to black for like two seconds and then fade back up to the other character saying something. What? And then it'll fade to black and then it'll fade up for him again. And it's that way. It's mind numbing. <laughs> Somebody thought they were being artistic and yeah, turned out they were just making crap. <laughs> you don't get to move the character until at least five minutes in. And what do you get to do to move the character? You get to walk from the place that you finish the story to the village front gate. And then there's another five minute video. And Hmm. then when you get done with that, you get to have another video. Like there's two five minute videos stacked back to back. You end up in the little village where you're supposed to discover and learn some stuff. And for the next 10 minutes, I sat walking around talking to characters who had one response. Oh, not multiple responses, not multiple choices for me to ask them. things. Did you just say the first one was groundbreaking for having all this variety and different responses and different times mm-hmm. of day stuff? And well, it was the different times of day. It wasn't multiple responses, but back okay. then character interaction, like uh, the thing that people were surprised originally, every NPC was an individual character with name and we had things to say. To oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. But now they're sort of generic. No, they're, they're still individually named, but it's 20 years. Yeah. Since we played the first game, we have looked at things like L.A. Story, where oh, right. the interactions and, you know, the Walking Dead series, how you mm-hmm. answer or do a certain thing affects the rest of the game and mm-hmm. future games after that. I mean, they raised a shit ton of money and really, in my opinion, dropped the ball. Shit the bed. Hmm. Is the combat fun? 
I haven't gotten to any combat. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm in this thing 30 minutes and haven't gotten to a single fight. Wow. Here's the thing: Do you think you're going to get to that part of the game? Are you going to stick with it to try? I mean, it sounds like you're so disheartened. I don't know that I can, to be honest with you. I feel like mm. I'm just going to go back and play Last of Us again, or more of it, because yeah. you know, Last of Us, it's the remastered version. So granted, yeah. they up the graphics and everything, but even the Last of Us original version is far superior to Shinmu Three. It's not even close. Wow. And then you have a more more compelling story. You have and more you compelling characters. Yeah. You have more interaction and activity faster in the game. This is one of those games that doesn't even need, need a tutorial because it's literally press this button once and wait five <laughs> minutes. Learn oh, to geez. do what? Right? Walk yeah. left and right? Yeah, that's terrible. Too bad. I hate it because I loved the original so much and I hate this bastardized third version. There's supposed to be a fourth one and he's talked about doing it. I hope to God he doesn't or I hope somebody else... <laughs> Somebody else picks with it, it but <laughs> somebody gets this a is from him or something. The only thing that I'll say that was kind of interesting, I hadn't seen it a lot in video games. There is a catch-up video that you can select from the menu that mm-hmm. tells you the story of the first and second games. So it brings oh, you up to okay. the point that you start this game in the storyline. Okay. So you're not required to have played the previous ones though. Right. It sounds like it might be better off just going back to play the previous ones. Right. Right. That's what I'm, they, you know, I'm getting my better. Dreamcast reset, set back up. I'll just play the original <laughs> one and be happy because i'll understand oh, what i'm doing bad. Ugh, that sucks oh well well on to the next ps4 title it, that you only yes. pay five bucks for moving on exactly <laughs> that's true okay. that's true too bad <laughs> science 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 hello podcast fans want to get weird with us come check out the mad scientist podcast we are a weekly show that looks at the history philosophy and hard facts behind your biggest paranormal questions did the government really pay for a psychic spy program yes Is it true that surgery got its start in grave robbing? Yes! Can a roller coaster really kill you? Legally, we can't say so for sure, but sometimes... Yes! Join myself, Chris Cogswell, and my co-host, Marie Mayhew, as we examine the science, philosophy, and history behind the strange and unusual. All to discover what's possible and plausible versus what's, well, just made up. Check us out wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The Mad Scientist Podcast. If you're a diehard Gen X grown-up, you can pledge your support by clicking join on YouTube or by becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. cranberry drink is a juicy blend of apples and cranberries with no artificial preservatives, flavorings, or coloring. And all the vitamin C we need every day. Grand Apple's one refreshing taste promotion spray. Another is Cran Grape Grape Cranberry Drink. Take good care of your first have an ocean spray. Grand Apple! Grand Before we wind it up for episode 130, you know, we always like to take a second here toward the end of the show to talk about the things we are looking at now or looking forward to between now and the next time we get together. And I have a few that I'm very much looking forward to. Uh, I just learned that the Saints Row, the big open world kind of Grand Theft Auto over the top game, is getting a brand new reboot coming out 823, August 23rd, which is, listening to this, it's just come out. It's for us. It's a couple days in the future. It's just called huh. Saints Row, and it is a reimagining all new characters, lots of customization. The neat thing about this one that sounded interesting is that you start as not a bad guy, not a boss or anything in this kind of crime syndicate, and you build one up by creating businesses. You might make a pizza place that's for money laundering. 
You might make a, a laundromat that's for this. Episode. So you're building up businesses and using them to build your empire. It's Sim Crime Lord. It pretty much is. Yeah, but it's open world and you know third person blow stuff up. Saints Row is always fun and irreverent. So a new one, I think I'm on board for that. Next thing I'm looking forward to is a uh, animated series coming to FX. Comes out on August 25th, which is the day that this episode is releasing called Little Demon. Uh, the premise, uh, I don't have it to read, but effectively what it is, this young lady finds out that she is literally the spawn of Satan. So her dad is Satan. And she's like, what's, what's the deal, mom? It's like, oh yeah, Satan's your dad. And he wants to get her into the family business. So she meets Satan and the work he does and that kind of thing. And it's all, it just looks funny and irreverent and kind of dealing with the whole heaven mm-hmm. and hell thing. It's animated. It's on FX. So it looks like fun. Cool. Uh, and finally, the thing I'm most looking forward to that I just saw the trailer for last week, I didn't know was coming. Apparently it's been out there for a while in release hell called Samaritan. This is a kind of a retired superhero film starring Sylvester Stallone mm-hmm. as he's kind of reluctantly brought out of retirement for shenanigans that are going on in, in his uh, his little borough. Uh, it looks really good. The trailer looks really good. I'm ready for a subdued superhero film, like not over the top. He's very much, mm. I don't want to do it reluctantly. Okay, I'll do a little superhero-y stuff. Uh, it looks well shot. I think it was going to be in the theaters initially, but now it's going to come out on Amazon Prime. Uh, also the day after this show releases, 826. Lots so, better than Day Shift. <laughs> I, I, the trailer was better than Day Shift, yeah, I think. It already, sounds like so it, yeah. I think we're in good shape. Yeah. Uh, that's what I got coming up. How about you, George? Oh, uh, well, same as you. I'm looking forward to Samaritan. I Mm-hmm. Two would like to have a not you know big spandex superhero thing. Mm-hmm. The last one yeah. I can remember that I enjoyed was Brightburn. I think yeah. So mm-hmm. it's kind of nice yeah. to go back yeah. to a different superheroy kind of more thing. grounded, look grittier. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. So I have been grabbing from the public domain this Apple TV series called C. Oh yeah. It's a Jason Momoa star. I hadn't watched mm. it. Um, mm-hmm. I saw that the third season is coming out on the 26th, same day that Samaritan is, and so I said, you know what. I'm going to go back and watch a few of those. I'm tired of rewatching ER for six episodes a day. I'm going to go back and watch C and see if I like it. And God damn, do I like this series? It's a good series. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Is it really good? They start off with a blind people's combat scene, like two blind armies fighting each other. It's Whoa. maddening yeah. how fun and creative the writers and everybody has gotten with this storyline. It's essentially several centuries in the future after a plague has wiped out all, but about 2 million of Earth's inhabitants and mm-hmm. the people who survived came out blind. Okay. And oddly enough, they've developed religions around the blindness and it's heresy to talk about vision and oh. they have a really weird prayer dynamic. <laughs> yeah. So you have to oh see to God, believe. Yeah. I don't want to talk anymore about it because it's really interesting, but hmm. it's a really gripping series. I didn't know if I'd like it because I'm not the biggest Jason Momoa fan. He's a good actor, but you know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not yeah. like super into his <laughs> stuff. Like I didn't like the Aquaman movies at all. But oh. man, this series is really good. So I'm I'm gonna try and watch them all before the third series drops when cool. this uh, the day bef- after this podcast. The thing that I'm looking the most forward to, however, is I'm going on a trip with my wife to Orlando. Nice. And I'm looking forward to it, not because we're going to go to Star Wars land at Disney Studios, not Universal. Yes, I did make a mistake <laughs> in the pocket. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're also not going to Harry Potter World at Universal Studios. We are literally just going to go and not plan anything. Nice. Uh, I have too yep. far and too long been in the mode that when you go on vacation, you have to have a major activity or activities that you're going to mm-hmm. do. Why do you go someplace and... 
those vacations wear me out. I'm too old now. Yeah. So now mm-hmm. we're just going to go. We might go to some stuff on International Drive, maybe one of the dinner movie theater kind of things sure. or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Walk around Disney Springs or Universal City Walk. Mm-hmm. Just relax for yeah. the um, for the Labor Day weekend that's coming up. That's nice. Just like whatever, like, oh, that looks interesting. Let's go that yeah. direction. Yeah. yeah I, have, I have nothing planned. That sounds like fun. That should exactly. be great. Yep, that should be cool. cool. Well, that's what I'm looking forward to, Mo. What are you looking forward to? Samaritan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For <laughs> okay. Sure. Fair. It's yeah. a three bagger. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Definitely it is. for that one. And there's a couple. The next two are actually two series are coming out, which I get in a lot of hype right now. One's House of the Dragon, uh-huh. which I, I was never a Game of Thrones that huge Game of Thrones fan, to be quite honest. But yeah, it's got dragons. Yeah, can be. I'll watch it. <laughs> it does have Matt Smith in it, though. Yes, it does have Matt Smith. That's the other thing that's kind of driving me. That's something. Yeah. Yep. But still, though. I know a lot of people have been waiting for it. A lot of people hated the way the old series ended, so they're hoping this will kind of make up for it. So we'll see what happens. So this is a follow-on sequel series? Uh, No, it's actually a prequel. It's a prequel. It's about the the, the house Targaryen. Targaryen. Targaryen, thank you. Um, About their rise to power, I guess. And that's Hmm. back when they had dragons, they controlled them and all that stuff. So like I said, it's got dragons. But what I'm really looking forward to is a series on Amazon Prime coming out September 2nd, The Rings of Power, which is Mm, a prequel for Lord of the Rings. Oh, really? The Hobbit. It, right, so the this Hobbit. this looks yeah. like it's based more in the Cimmerian, yeah, right? It is. Oh, big time, big time. Mm. So it it's actually takes place before even the war that you see at the beginning of the movie where they beat Sauron mm-hmm. and all that stuff. It's mm-hmm. it's basically the rings getting made, distributed. I guess how it the politics and the world. And hey, you throw in a Tolkien thing, I'm there. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> is this live action as well, or is this animated? Yep. Or what is, oh, okay, yeah. live right. action. Gotcha. And I don't know if Peter Jackson's involved in this or not. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised if he is. I mean, the trailers look. Look awesome. Like it's a Peter Jackson thing, just, you know, a modern version mm-hmm. of it, you know, 20 years after those films. Yeah. But it, it looks beautiful. I was going to put it on my list till I saw it was on yours, but it's <laughs> it's really, I think more than the Game of Thrones, and I was a big Game of Thrones fan. I think I'm looking forward more to this than I am mm. House of Dragons. Okay, cool. So that's what I got going on. All right. A lot of stuff on the horizon, stuff I had I wasn't aware of, actually. So uh, more crap added to my list that I have to also go and watch. <laughs> Not necessarily a bad thing, but it can be time consuming. <laughs> yeah, I can. That's going to wrap it up for episode episode 130 of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. Of course, we'll be back in two weeks with another one, but next week is our backtrack. We pick a single nostalgic topic and dig in deep. We are remembering the disco ball, neon light, (laughs) couple skate environment of the Gen X era roller skating rink. Do we really want to remember that? I I really do. Yeah. And a lot of our listeners did too. In this episode, we're featuring highlights from a lot of our listeners who chimed in over on Discord who had their specific memories of roller skating rinks and we're going to include those in the show so you don't want to miss that one now it's coming your way next week until then i am john george thank you so much for being here yes sir mo you know i appreciate you man always fun man fourth listener it's you though we all appreciate most of all and we will talk to you next time bye-bye see you guys take care everybody Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Animated series coming to FX uh, August 25th, which I think is the day this comes out. Is that right? Uh, it is. Yeah. yeah, I'll say it again. <clears throat> you know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily... That's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Calafato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, 
and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately seven minutes.